When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you'd never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code BUMP22 and save 10% site-wide. All right, that's BUMP, B-U-M-P, 22, to save 10% site-wide. This is a veteran-owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America, the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American-made. There's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, Or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Hey there, believers. Let's hope that the internet holds up for this one, okay? I've had a lot of problems lately. Uh, I know I say that a lot. I've tried calling other companies. They said they can't service my area. I tried... Uh, Starlink, thank you, Elon Musk, for what you're doing for the internet. But it's not serviceable here until at least 2023 sometime. So I'm stuck like Chuck right now. So we'll make the most of it. Hope this works. Today's episode is going to be a giant episode. Literally giants. We're talking the Nephilim giants. We're talking about uh, hopefully digging into some of this smithsonian cover-up stuff i'm bringing travis on he's been on uh, shows like blurry creatures you know the show that i plug all the time because i can't help myself um it's gonna be great it's one of my favorite topics on earth to talk about so uh as soon as he comes in we're gonna jump straight into it i'm i'm super excited oh um i've had a lot of feedback about the song that i play <laughs> after the outro it's a, uh, it's a a group a bluegrass gospel band, and um, it's it's touching a lot of hearts. It touched my heart. Um, to give you guys a little info on it, because I've had a lot of questions, a ton of emails. Um, 
there's a there's a preacher here. He, he's an old time preacher. His name is Ray Messer. He wrote the song. Uh, he comes from a, a small town. There's a, a bluegrass group from the same area. I, mean, I don't know if they go to church together down there or what, because they came up for a revival that we had where I'm at. Um, and that's where I got to hear them. But this bluegrass group covered Ray Messer's song. I don't even know the name of it. All I know is they were doing a great job. I decided, you know, in church to record these guys singing a little bit and the, the rest is history. You know, it, it's, it's not on Spotify it, unless it's on my show. Uh, it's not on anything. Um, so it's just there. Uh, I'll try to make a copy for you guys to listen to exclusively for that. Cause I, I had a lot of people wanting just to hear this, this, just the song without having to go through the whole show. Okay. Here comes Travis. We'll go ahead and get him on here right now. Okay. Well, Hey, I appreciate you having me on um, your podcast here and to, a little bit about myself. My name is Travis Roy and I have, um, you know, been studying the Giants for a while now, probably since around 2010, when I was studying mound building cultures of the ancient Celts, Scythians, and Sumerians. Um, while I was studying that, I, I came across that there were giants buried in their mounds, um, not all the time, but some of the time. Um, and so that, that got me, you know, I did not expect to find them. And so that kind of got me looking into just strictly giants and I bought some books some reading material there were some guys out there that had written some books uh Fritz Fritz Zimmerman mm -hmm. was one, the, one of the first ones I came across and I tell you what he's done a lot of research up in Ohio Valley kind of where he lives and honestly that's probably where a lot of the bigger giants were um at least some of the bigger mounds were right. up there um, down here in the south, uh, like Texas, uh, they're not as there aren't as many big mounds that have been documented. Um, but I personally believe a lot of them have not been discovered yet, or if they have been, they have not been admitted to their discovery by whoever, you know, the powers that be. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a little bit of an introductory of who I am and you know, what I do. Awesome. I love it. Well, Travis, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're on the show, man. I've, I've been wanting to have you on forever. Um, yeah, you've already hit on a couple of things I wanted to talk about. One, uh, Ohio Valley, West Virginia is, we used to be full of mounds. We still have several mounds in my area, you know, about within 40, 50 miles of here. Um, okay. You know, they, they said it was the, uh, Adena people, um, that's about right. as far as they got with it. You know what I mean? Um, right. But yeah, there's, there's those, the mounds, we can get into that here in a minute too. And uh, you said, talk about maybe a possible cover up. You know, it's like, are you talking like Smithsonian? Is that what we're, we're looking at or? You know, that's what I've heard. Um, you know, I try not to focus too much on them. Right. But um, it does seem to be, you know, there does seem to be a cover up. Okay. Um, 
you know, I try to just focus on finding the accounts and putting them out there. But I mean, if you, I've never seen a book um, or a newspaper put out by the Smithsonian about, you know, kind of telling people with excitement, you know, what they've found. Right. So I've not, I've not come across that yet. Right. That's a good so point. Are they covering it up? I, maybe. I mean, it seems so. Like I've been to Smithsonian Institute in uh, Washington, D.C. and been to the museums. Uh, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have one filled with giant bones and stuff like that. You know, they may have some dinosaurs, but n- none of the human type, humanoid, you yeah. know, specimens. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, you may be onto something there. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's just, you know, conspiracy theory, rumor, you know, whatever you want to call it. That's right. I, I've heard that a long time that, you know, they had a, uh, they had a hand in covering things up. And then there was the, uh, it was like a Native American, like a reclamation that they right. were trying to give their, you know, yes, you know, the, the ancestral relics or whatever back. And that they kind of lumped in some of those giant skeletons with that, you know, kind of like you have. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You're on point there. And like, who were the Adena people? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Try to lump them all in there. And now, and I understand that like Cherokee people, um, they seem to come from uh, a more distant background that possibly connects to like Phoenicia and the Middle East. Um, Yes. But they don't really talk about that, you know, in schools today, in historical lessons. Um, so you may, I think you're, you're right on there. Um, they don't really talk about who these giants were. I mean, regard, they don't even talk about the giants regardless. At but, all, yeah. At all. But like, who were the Adena people? I guess that's what I'm getting to. Who were the uh, Hopewell and all of these guys? So... For sure. I do believe that they are a mixed group of peoples um, because of the different types of languages or inscriptions found in the differing areas. Uh, You know, there's been Celtic Ogham discovered in Colorado, um, I believe, on the East Coast. But we have, uh, there's two two sites here uh, within. Okay. just 20, 30 miles of me that has Ogham. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then up in, let's see, the Kessington Runestone up north, and I believe it's Minnesota. Yep. Um, that's Viking. And there's also Viking Runestone in Hevener, Oklahoma. And then you have other, you have other inscriptions that, you know, they decipher as to being um, a very old Hebrew and very old, um, you know, Celtiberian. And you also have Iberian. So you have a whole mix of uh, languages that were here. And, and a lot of these are found in and around burial mounds. Right. So that kind of gives you a clue to who these people were. But, that, you know, they're not just Adina or Hopewell. I think that's just a, a name they kind of sticky noted to that. <laughs> and just kind of get everybody to stop talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, they took a whole a whole area whole culture and just stamped okay a dean yeah. time period you know these are right the mound builders they say <laughs> you know, right like, that's, that's right. gonna be more vague you know <laughs> i know yeah you know that's right because a lot of these people did have customs of building mounds and and you know what if we really look into it they could be distantly related to each other as they came 
and went different places around the earth. Um, you know, the, the Vikings had burial mounds, the um, Saxons had them, the Celts had them. So, and then you have them over here too. So right. I do believe that that was a similar culture that spread around the earth. And, but what happened to the giants, you know, among that culture, that's the question, right? Where'd they go? Yeah. Cause there were, there sure were a whole lot of them. Yeah. Uh, based on my research, you know, and, and I've have over a thousand accounts now wow. and I'm still researching it like and finding new ones still. Wow. Wow. That so is that's, incredible. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of some of the stuff that you, you find, um, yeah. and I know I'm bouncing all around here, man. I can't help it. I got a thousand things going through my head about it. That's okay. Uh, a few days ago on Instagram, you posted something about a gigantic giant. I, it is enormous in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull that one up. Yeah, man. What was up with that? It was from like the late 1800s, I think, wasn't it? 1890s? Yeah. Let's see. Let me pull it right up here. Okay. Louisiana. Okay. Let me see if this is the one. Um, well, I mean, this one's, well, 15 to 20 skeletons over seven feet tall, but you may be talking of another one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a post, I think it was like 20 some feet. Yeah. It was like, a, well, I've, I have definitely found some like that. I mean, I've got one here in front of me from Texas that is, and I can read that one if you want me to. Sure. It's yeah. eight, 18 feet. Wow. which is a pretty big guy okay this dates back to 1919 um the coco nino sun was the newspaper um not sure if it's in existence anymore <laughs> but here here it reads austin texas june 14th if the report that the fossilized skeleton of a giant 18 feet tall has been found near Seymour, texas is true it is the most important ethnological discovery ever made in the world remarked dr j.e pierce professor of anthropology of the Uni university of texas it would break all previous records of giants by nearly 10 feet as the tallest man known to anthropological research was only eight feet five inches in height the skeleton is in the possession of w.j mckinney in houston texas oil prospector who found it and has been seen by a number of people who vouch for the truth of the size of the relic of heretofore unknown race. Mr. McKinney, while making an excavation on the narrow watershed between the Brazos and Wichita rivers, came upon the fossilized skeleton near the surface. Mr. McKinney writes, I estimate that this man weighed from 2,000 to 2,500 pounds. According to my deductions, he lived about 2,800 years ago. The skull is six times the size of that of ordinary man. From uh, Mr. McKinney does not explain how he arrived to the figures as to the probable period of the existence of this remarkable man. It is probable that the bones of the giant will be donated to the Smithsonian Institution, which under, under the direction of Dr. J. Walter Fawkes is now conducting anthropological research work in Texas. So there you have it. Yes. 18 feet tall. Yes. And it was known. It was in this oil tycoon. And I mean, yeah, it was in their possession. Right. Wow. Yep. 
Yeah, you're right. And they were going to send it to the Smithsonian. So that would be a, I mean, that's a big guy to be sending out, you yep. know, to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So it's how does like, that guy go missing, right? Right. You, you think that would be front and center. You know, that'd be, you know. Yeah, focus, you would think so. Yeah, focal point. Right. Wow. Well, let me ask you then, uh, you, you've got all this research done. What have you... Have you traced back, you know, this giant lineage? How far back do you go? How, where do you think the origins ultimately come from? Okay. Yeah. Well, the origins, I believe, go all the way back to um, what we would call the Middle East. Okay. And Genesis 6 talks about it when, you know, angels came down. Well, I mean, they have different names. Some people call them the Watchers. Right. Um, the Bible calls them the sons of God. Yeah. Um, which just translates into a, a godlike being that was created by God, but under God um, to, you know, they had dominions and principalities to rule over. But there was a number of them or there were a number of them that uh, rebelled. And I believe this is after the time of Satan. So they weren't fallen angels from Satan's domain. They, they were tempted by Satan, obviously, afterwards. And they came down and they took women. And somehow, it doesn't really get into that, but somehow they had children by them. Right. Um, which kind of blows my mind. Right, yeah. Um, and they created these, yeah, <laughs> created this offspring of gigantic men and women, you know, whatever they had. So we, sometimes we forget about that some of the giants were women. Oh yeah, I guess we do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, always always focus on the guys, but yeah, they definitely had women giants, right? And as it, well, and it's the Nephilim, right? And it was they the were Nephilim. around right. days of Noah and after, right? That the and after part and of gets me. That gets me. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I believe what that means, and this is just my personal, yeah. Um, my personal research and how I read into the verse is I believe they were afterward. And what I believe that means is they were after the flood that happened again after yeah. the flood, because the whole context of before and after is oh. talking about the flood during Noah's days. Right. So I believe that it happened before and then God wiped them out and it happened again. Now, I don't know if they were as large as they were, um, after the flood, because there's this a whole other topic of how the atmosphere is different now than it was then. Um, lots of animals were larger um, back then, they say. Uh, so maybe the giants were larger back then. Mm -hmm. But we do know that they were pretty large after the flood um, because of like the size of Og's bed. And God says that they were as tall as cedar trees. Right. Um, as strong as oak trees so that kind of gives you a paints a picture of what kind of men and titans uh, the israelites were dealing with as they came into the promised land yes yes so uh you know I, i'm right there with you on all of that you know i think post alluvian giants absolutely they come back you know that there had to be nephilim right. after the flood right um, right going on a little a little more fringe which i hope you don't mind if i do that um nope, not at all. i had a past guest that said that she was frequently visited 
by a Sasquatch creature. Okay. Okay. Um, they had telepathic communication. Her okay. and this creature. Um, she said that this creature revealed to her a few things. Now, she's she reports that she is not well versed in any kind of biblical or theological anything. Okay. But this Bigfoot told her that it was an Eliud. Interesting. Yes. And she, of course, asked what that meant. And it said that it was a son of a Nephilim. So we're looking at two steps down from a watcher. Um, right. So, wow. That's incredible. Blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> scared me to death because she said that it was also telling her to read you know these other texts and uh that they're you know that you know god you know yahweh was a false god and there was really a female deity and i was like okay you need to really get you need to watch what who you're talking to <laughs> you know what i mean you gotta that's right that's right because i mean the the devil's in there and he's never going to tell you the the truth right right Right. Some of that may be true, right? He may be an Eliud, which, you know, that sound, the first thing I thought when you said that was Elohim, which is another description of those, the sons of God. Yes. Yes. So that makes total sense, which is really mind blowing, like you said. Yeah. It, it, it rocked me, man. It did. And uh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on, I'm in the camp with Heiser and stuff that says, you know, during the, when the flood hit, these these nephilim uh they're still immortal so you know they have these disembodied spirits you know these demonic spirits that'll roam the earth until you know the until judgment right so how can i say that these eliud are not some of these spirits you know yeah doing the telepathic speaking and stuff like that i don't know man well i mean I say we just have to keep an open mind on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's so much that we're not taught and there's so much that's hidden. Uh, I think it's great to have an open mind. And, and I think it is interesting too, that she has no, you know, she wasn't real well-versed or studied right. into prophecy and just, you know, really facts of what right. God's word says. Right. And that she was hearing this stuff from, the, the individual whatever the individual was right a creature or whatever yeah was uh that was communicating that to her as uh i think you have to keep an open mind with that yeah. stuff because i i don't disregard any of that ever yeah i don't either man and you know yeah. a, a p- part of it but she had moved and she's still getting this communication so really yes something has right. to, something has stayed in contact <laughs> stayed in contact like a very long distance pretty long distance yeah really yeah well that that goes to show that there is a spirit side to that that subject right alone right Right. the sasquatch and um or i believe that there is or this is a full-blown demon presenting itself as a sasquatch knowing that it could get her interest you know yeah Uh, i mean (laughs) yeah it goes way out there but it does you have to if you believe one thing you had to believe it all (laughs) right right yeah you can't you can't sweep the the weird scary stuff under the rug right (laughs) it's all connected it's all part of the it's all part of the picture yeah man absolutely all right sorry to get us off on that little tangent there but oh no it's okay yeah not not at all i mean that's 
I mean, and you may be onto something there too, that there could be something to that part of it. You know, it may be connected to the ancient giants, you know, so I don't think it's really off on too much of a tangent. Um, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you think that, uh, yeah. with these, with these Nephilim giants, is that the same or these later giants, the ones that are popping up in America, uh, in these mounds and Lovelock caves and stuff, do you think that they are the same lineage and how do they get over to here? Do, okay. Have you, have you uncovered anything about that? Like the, like the travel? Um, I have not uncovered anything about travel. I just, I assume that they use boats and ships because, you know, I, I tend to disagree with like modern historians is where they say, well, they had to come by a land bridge. Well, if you go to God's word, I mean, they were making bronze stuff way back then. Yes. They had chariots. They had, they try to say that, you know, there was a caveman period and maybe there was, but I'm saying that pretty, you know, close to, or not far from creation of men, they were working with metals yep. and they were building ships. Um, Solomon, when he was king, he was sending ships and they would go out for a year and they would return, you know, later and they would bring all kinds of gold from Ophir, wherever that land is, they went to the land of Ophir. Um, some people say it could be here. Some people say maybe South America. Um, I do know that in Michigan, there was a whole lot of mining um, for copper yeah. around the Great Lakes. Uh, you know, and there were some giant beings up there. And they say that the copper from there ended up over into the British Isles where they smelted it together with the tin from the tin Isles, which is another uh, ancient name for the British Isles. And they made bronze there. So who knows? Maybe the, maybe the copper from the U.S., because it was pretty good copper. Right. Um, made it all the way to the Middle East. So they, I think they were traveling back and forth for centuries. And of course, it doesn't fit the narrative that Christopher Columbus sailed in 19 or 1492, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I think so, we're past that one by now. We got to be. I know. I think everybody's caught onto that, hopefully by now. Yeah, I hope. So I really do think that they were uh, seafarers. That's just what I believe. Yeah. Um, we do know that you know, the Celtic peoples and the Viking peoples were seafarers, the ones that predated them, the Celtiberians, the uh, Phoenicians, for sure, uh, were sailing the seas, you know, long ago. Yeah. Now, as far as are they direct descended from the uh, giants of the land, the Amorites and the Rephaim and all the different tribes there, I do think that they were. Um, but I also do believe that they probably intermixed with other races. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have the different languages and stuff like that. But I do believe that uh, in a roundabout way that they did originate from the land over there. Um, after the battles uh, from Joshua, Joshua uh, fought a pretty big battle against them. And he killed a lot of, or actually God killed a lot of them with hailstones, uh, massive hailstones. And not all of them uh, were killed though. Some escaped to their fortified cities. And I'd imagine that they uh, fled from there. Right. You know, got, got out of the land there. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> they had to scatter. Yeah. They scattered. Um, yep. Yes, sir. All right. Well, so some of these ancient structures, like these megaliths, with these what looks like steps that are, you know, 10, 15 foot tall steps. Were those built by these giant races? I mean, is that what is that where we're at? That's what I tend to believe. Yeah, I tend to believe that they built, I think they did. Like all around the earth, you have all these megaliths, different types of megaliths. Right. Uh, very rude looking ones, like uh, sta- just, you know, standing stones uh, to very ornate uh, walls, megalithic walls, like down in Peru, mm-hmm. other places, actually all around the earth, really, you have them, you have them in Japan. Uh, so yeah, I do believe that they are responsible for uh, erecting these uh, I do believe they probably had an ancient type of technology or knowledge that we don't have. And obviously they had the manpower uh, to, to do it. Yeah. Like, did it take 10 of them? Did it take 20 of them? But if you got that many of them and maybe they have other powers that we don't have. Uh, I know they had connections to um, spiritual realms too probably i mean i know we do too though i don't want to disregard that we have right. a we have the best connection but <laughs> right. when it comes to building those when it comes to building uh all those structures and fortifications um high places i like to call them high places that's what god called them in the uh, ancient text the high he always got onto the his people for not destroying the high places right um so i do believe that those are the megalithic structures and places of um, paganistic worship yeah but yes i do believe that they have um, connections to those structures that they probably built them okay because you know i i never put that stuff together until in the last i don't know year doing this show and talking to people and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> those those do look like steps and maybe that maybe something did yes. walk up that you know right uh because before i just you know i i took whatever i was fed from the history channel or discovery channel that for whatever reason people spent generations building these gigantic you know statues and doorways and stairways right it never yeah. made sense man you know but yeah yeah for what reason yeah and and that's the thing they they always they feed us what they want us to know right and honestly we should believe them right like they shouldn't be lying to us but we're finding out that uh (laughs) they don't always tell us the whole truth right i i have my feelings as to why they would lie um i think once the lid's completely off of it and we realize you know, how special we are that we wouldn't have to really follow along. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. But it, what, what do you think the purpose is in your opinion for them to have this mass cover up to try to mm-hmm. try to, you know, just kind of come up with all these narratives and stuff. What, what's the point? Yeah. Well, the first thing I can think of is it would prove God's word. Right. And so if the truth were to come out, even as bad or as ugly or as scary as it could be, it would prove God's word. Yeah. 
that's what I really think. I mean, you could say, well, it would, it would disprove Darwinism. Well, that's, yeah, it would totally do that because, you know, you start like this little ape and then you, you make it to, you know, you might make it to six foot. Okay. Right. If you find these gigantic beings in these mounds, well, that will shoot that right out of the, you know, textbook. Yeah. So they can't, they can't say that because of this narrative that they're trying to teach in schools, these, you know, the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So I believe that's the number one reason, but I mean, maybe that's the number one, but really I do think it's an attack against God, Yahweh, you know, yeah, absolutely. That's probably what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I to admit right. it would be to admit that he is God and he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, yes. And they are not. <laughs> and they are not. Right. right. They are not. Even though they are trying their hardest right. to be, you know, yes. whether it's the elites of the earth or Satan and his dominion. Yeah. And I guess that kind of they go in encompasses together. all of them. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Everybody who's sold out to him. Yep. Exactly. That yeah. There is a God. I mean, that's we that's are, my feeling. Children of God. That's right. Right. I think you're exactly right. I just uh I kind of had a feeling you were going to say that, and I wanted to hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm okay, there you go. Well, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've asked a million questions here. Travis, are there any certain accounts that have stood out to you over the years that you wanted to, to hit on? That oh, sure. Discuss that are like yeah. your personal faves? Okay. Let, let me read one here. Okay. This is a very interesting one. Well, of course, I have a lot of favorite ones. I'll bet. Um, I'll just throw out this really quick one. Okay. It's real simple. It's real short. Um, and it doesn't give any sizes. But I'm, I'm thinking that it is probably, it's a report from the U.S., but it's reporting on findings in Europe, which, you know, kind of goes back to the Celtic peoples and the Stone Age in Europe. Or, or it's not really Stone Age because they had bronze with them a lot. But uh, this is a newspaper report from the United States in 1897. Uh, simple title, Giants Remains. And it says the bones or tombs of more than 200 giants have been found in various parts of Europe. So that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, 200. So yeah. they've been like from all places of Europe. So that, I mean, that just kind of screams that they were all over the place and they're just not being talked about. <laughs> right. Now. Yeah. But that's in the 1800s, they, they weren't afraid to talk about it. Right. And, you know, that's the thing. People have giantism now. And, yeah, you know, people like to throw off on that. Like, oh, that's okay. You know, there were, there's giants today. But it's not the same. Like, no. Look, look at, like, per capita, the, ra the ratio. These, these, play these things were everywhere. Right. And we're not talking like a seven foot tall basketball player. We're talking like 12 foot tall, six foot wide. There you go. Yeah. They're proportionate. They're not like too tall for how wide they are. Right. And like a lot of these guys with gigantism and I'm not hitting on anybody. I'm not trying to sound derogatory or anything. Right. A lot of them, they get so big, they have to walk with canes or something like that. And that's okay. Yeah. But these aren't the same individuals. Right. We're not talking about that. We're talking about men that are like, you know, if you're eight foot tall, you're four foot wide. Yeah. And you've got this massive skull 
and you and you've got these thick bones maybe your skull might be an inch thick or more and i've found accounts like that wow where the the skulls and i'm not real sure how thick on average our skulls are right i don't think they're an inch to inch and a half thick no i mean i don't think it's anywhere close (laughs) (laughs) and that's yeah yeah so that's what that's why they they aren't the same they're not just men or women with gigantism right um a lot of them have nephilim type traits and when i when I say a Nephilim trait, uh, I'm referring to something like something abnormal. Mm-hmm. Like you would find accounts in the Bible where they found some giants and they had six toes and six fingers. Yep. Okay. So that's a, would be like a Nephilim trait. I don't think they always have those, but th- because it was something that wasn't supposed to happen, it kind of messed, messed with the DNA and, yes. and odd things happened. Yes. Uh, different anomalies. Um, probably one of the most interesting one that I came across earlier in the year was an account from 1899 from the St. Paul Globe in Ohio. It doesn't mention how tall he was. I don't think they found the whole skeleton, but they found the skull. And based on the skull, they could tell he was a giant. But um, I'll try to read this. It's a little blurry because it's an old paper. Um, Springfield, let's see. When men had horns was the um, title. Yes. Workmen unearthed skeleton of two prehistoric giants. Springfield, Ohio, December the 20th. While workmen were taking gravel out of a pit near Enon, they unearthed two skeletons of human beings. One of the skulls contained four horns, two on each side of the head. The horns are uniform in size and a little more than two inches long. They are located directly above and below the ears. Those above the ears turn upward and those below turn downward. There is a bad fracture on the right side indicating this queer being was probably killed with something sharp, some sharp instrument, Mm. it is thought, from the size of the skull that it belonged to the man of who was a giant of some prehistoric race. Wow. So that, I mean, I tell you what, that was one of the weirdest ones I've come across. Yes, sir. Now, what would I used to come that? across them. <laughs> what I know, yeah. Who killed that thing? Yeah. Oh, probably another giant. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, there are there are uh, different tales of, you know, these giants were killing each other off. Um, there are like Native American lore from the north mm-hmm. uh, that goes over that. Um, and I, th- I think there's some truth to those tales that they have, those oral traditions. Oh, that's um, definitely think there is some truth. Yeah. yeah I, I, but yeah, that's that's one weird thing that I find is these weird things like horns. Um, sometimes they have a set of teeth below their lower teeth, like two rows of teeth. Yes. Um, which would probably be a nuisance. I'd probably get real tired of that if I had <laughs> two sets of teeth down there. Yeah, really. So they had some weird stuff going on sometimes. Yes, they did. Now, okay, I got, I got one theory that's a complete wacko theory to most people. I'm going to hold that for a minute. Um, okay. Before we started recording, because you might hang up on me, I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want you to do that. No. Uh, before we recorded, you said you had a couple of experiences yourself. Um, cause I, I said, well, I usually yeah. talk to people that have, you know, encounters or experiences and I, I was, I'm so pumped to talk to a historian about this stuff. Um, 
I, I could talk okay. all night about it, but before I forget, would you want to want to jump into a couple of uh, whatever experiences you've had? Dude, I don't mind at all. Awesome. Yeah, I've had a lot because I I go out hiking a lot, and some some of my first experiences were well, my first experiences were like in 2014. So I've been having them since then. So yeah. off and on. I'd love to hear it. Um, so I know we, we did talk about possible experiences with, uh, you know, maybe a Sasquatch being right. in the forest. Um, I have had a few, I guess what I would call encounters. Most of them, well, I know I've only had one for sure sighting. Um, but a lot of the other ones you, from my experience is they do not like for you to see them. And so I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but you, I have experiences where you'll hear, um, you know, wood knocking in the, in the forest or, um, maybe like a boulder dropping. And in Virginia, I was in the Blue Ridge mountain region in Virginia. It was my first experience. And I was hiking with a buddy in 2014 and i believe it was august so it was really thick i mean it was it was hot and there was a lot of laurel and i i think it's laurel just a lot of underbrush mm -hmm. up on the mountain so we were going up a a logging trail or a logging road that they didn't use very often but it was still there and so we were hiking up that and we had permission to be on this mountain and it started to turn in a direction that he didn't want to go in. And of course I was with him. So he stepped off to the right and we stepped off the trail and maybe 10 or 15 feet. And we just kind of stood there and then right in front of us about maybe 30 feet, there's this deepest growl I'd ever heard. Well, I've never really heard a growl, but this thing was so deep. I can't mimic it. It was like, if you took like 20 men and you, and they with really deep voices and just made this deep growl, it just kind of, kind of shook you a little bit yeah um and we just froze and it was right in front of us in this thicket there was like maybe six foot tall um underbrush like just growing right there um so it was hiding right there and i guess whatever it was it saw us and was thinking we might just keep proceeding forward and right. so it let out this warning growl and so of course we we didn't run we just we froze, and we stood there long enough and it growled again and I could tell it meant like leave like get out of there, leave the area and so we did, but it kind of messed. I was following him and he didn't go back to the logging trail. He just went. He just started going down the mountain just right to the right through all this thick stuff. I was like, man, wait up. So it was kind of it was scary. Yeah, no it was scary, but we made it back to the vehicle. And of course that kind of like, it really shook me. I was like, what was that? That the only thing that I could think of out there was, were bear, right. black bear. And I've even seen one out there before. Um, I have family that lives in Virginia. So we, we, I used to go out once a year. So I did some research and I figured out that black bear don't really growl. They make huff noises and stuff, but th whatever that was, was huge. Uh, it had a huge chest cavity. Wow. And so I would go back like the following year and I went back up there again and I, you know, I found some, um, 
an area up in there I wanted to hike around and I ended up sitting there at, below a tree up against a big tree and I heard some wood tapping I was like well that's kind of cool and I was like man I'm gonna I might see something yeah. so I guess I should go back and say that I, I had a feeling that this might be a Sasquatch um, and so I was thinking I was going to see one come out because I heard that tapping and then I heard some tapping to my left. I was like, okay, oh, wow. I got my camera out. Like I'm going to see this thing. Yes. Well, nothing ever showed, but, and so I got up and I started walking towards the one on my left where I heard the tapping. And when I did that between me and where my vehicle was, it came these three loud knocks. Like, like somebody took a baseball bat to a tree, like whack, whack hmm. three times. And then, oddly enough, some birds were flying over, and they saw it. You know how birds will see something that they don't like, yep. and they'll fuss at it? And yep. so these birds started fussing at something in that direction. So it was over a ridge, just right below another ridge. But it was kind of in between me and the vehicle, but off to the side, if that makes sense. So like, mm -hmm. if I were back to where I came from, I would have to get closer to the, to the area. Um, so that really, it scared me. I was like, oh, man okay my phone was starting to die because i had a horrible battery back then and whenever i was trying to record it would just drain it of course I was like okay i better get back i can't stay out here much longer wow <laughs> but i had a lot of things happen in that forest um not really i heard strange whistling um you know boulder dropping like i heard like a huge boulder like a huge boulder dropping up on the ridge and yes. nobody lives up there Yes. So lots of odd things. Um, but fast forward, I went back to Texas where I live and I was one night, it was on a December night around, uh, say it was seven at night. So by then it had been dark for almost two hours and I was just driving down this road, this country road. And I was, my eyes were fixed on an oncom oncoming car. And as I was watching the headlights, cause I'm I'm real perturbed about drunk drivers yeah. So from a very young age. I would always watch the lights to see if they were swerving. Well, this huge humanoid figure darted from my right to the left in less than, a, I mean, a second. In one second, it had cleared the road. Wow. Um, and it was like at a back angle. So I know what I saw because my it went in between the two headlights. So it wasn't like a, just a shadow. It was a figure running with its arm straight to its side and at a slight back angle oh, so wow. it was really booking it um and the odd thing is i went back during the day and there's a really tall pipe fence in a field right there um so it was just running and it must have just stepped over the fence <laughs> he was going <laughs> he was so big and he was big like in my mind i wasn't ready to admit what i saw right um so in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I wrote down seven foot tall because that's what my mind was ready to accept. Right. Um, but I did make a mental note that its head was almost to the, almost up to the tree line. But I didn't really think of how tall the tree line was. We don't have real tall trees out here. Um, in they're not like Virginia and West Virginia trees. Right. Um, they're just shorter trees. And so the tree line was right close to 12 feet. Wow. So his head was just below that. Um, so that thing is not seven foot tall because his head is way up there. Yeah. And if you were only seven foot tall, you weren't going to clear a, a, a fence that was almost six foot tall, you know, not at that rate of speed because that fence was really close to the road. So 
that that one really freaked me out because I was like, wait a minute, if there's something out here that big and it can move at such speeds, like how could you how could you ever escape it if it was like after you? Yeah. And so that's why that a great dread came over me right after I saw it. So that's that was my visual encounter. My goodness, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I imagine dread would come over you because that that's like there's nothing you can do about that. You know what I mean? I mean, thank thank yeah, you're, Lord that you were in a, a safe environment at the time, you know, because something that right. size, yeah, it, it could pull mm-hmm. your car door off and you're done. That's it. Oh, I, yeah, you're right about that. It could probably just. It might be able to launch my car if it wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I went, like I said, I went back during the day. And so on both sides of the road, there's these, well, on one side, there's some really big trees and they've all been kind of squashed down. They're not growing like the typical tree okay. of that species. They've been like, like something large would sit there and squash it down as it's watching the road. Yeah. And same thing on the other side, there was a smaller tree that was really squashed. So, and there was another thing I noticed was a, uh, it was like a fence post, like a, just a regular little T post. It had been bent to the right and then back to the left. Um, so when you're looking on, not from the road, but from like, if you were crossing the road, when you were coming on to it, you would see that it was twisted, um, almost like a marker. Um, so I don't know what can twist. It wasn't like a tractor had hit it because the way it was bent was bent, not protruding into the field area or towards the road, but to where something coming onto it would see it. So I have a lot of evidence after going back in the daytime after my sighting at night to see, okay, this is a crossways here. This is where something travels. So why did it run out in front of me? I don't know, but it did. And it was kind of cool that it did because it really opened my eyes. Um, to to the fact that they are around right you know yeah. whatever they are so, whatever they are. <laughs> so that, on top of all my uh on top of my giant research right yeah and you know, I, so, I love that that really really interesting yeah man and you being into giants you know you you are like an authority on giants this giant runs past you and you're like oh that had to be seven foot you know <laughs> you know like it, it yeah right yeah no yeah Yeah, even with all the exposure you've had to things beyond normal spans it's still it's that hard to grasp man i i I love that um Mm -hmm. it just speaks to the you know the truth of it all man well thank you for sharing that i wonder too because i've heard so many accounts oh yeah no problem i've heard so many different people's encounters um since then, like I, I started listening into other stories, encounters, because it just really rocked my world um, after I had that experience. And so many people would say like, well, yeah, I think it was eight foot tall or it was seven foot tall. But I often wonder, it's like, wait, is, this, is their mind playing the same trick my mind tried to play on me? Yeah. Is it, were they much, or possibly were they just young ones? Um, uh, you know, you can't write that off. And, and even with the giant beings that I find, I come up, I come across a lot of skeletons that were seven foot tall right. and that's not massive, massively tall, but we have to remember that they are really wide too. And their bones are very thick. They'll say their teeth were like horse's teeth. Right. Right. Um, 
and their bones are just way thicker. Um, so to that same uh, point, maybe it is the fact that they are just were young warriors. Maybe they were only 20 right. or maybe they were not fully grown yet. They might've been 18 year old or something like that. That's a good point. And not quite reach their potential height. Right. Um, we can't ever write that off. Um, I, I have a lot of people say, well, you know, that seven foot's not a giant. I was like, well, I'll just point out nicely. It's like, well, how do we know how old they are? We don't know how old they are. They may not be fully grown yet. Um, Cause yeah. you know, people will say stuff, you know, when I post a report, um, you know, that's okay. It's good. I like it when people um, have something to say or put some input right. out there. And, and, you know, I think it's great. Uh, there's, there's a skeptic in every crowd, you know, the, well, there's more than one usually, but <laughs> even at that, yeah. at, at seven foot, you know, what was the average height of man then? Like five, two, five, three, five, four, seven. That's two feet taller than average. Yeah. You know, that's like a third yeah, seven, a third yeah. taller you know that's that's huge that is a giant yeah i mean you're right yeah it is really i mean every once in a while i'll get around a guy that's seven foot something and i feel like i'm a kid i feel like an infant right <laughs> around yeah. him so yeah absolutely you know, and, and just put some extra width on him and some bone mass right you know and some extreme agility and you know the ability to like up and run super fast i mean that'll just yes. that'll just uh boggle your mind right there yeah i i, I got a taste of that and yeah, i know it sounds a, goofy, but i i when i was younger i used to get into wwe stuff you know i i want i went to a couple of wrestling matches you know they come down into i i actually lived in shreveport louisiana for six years and uh you know wwe come okay. in and i was like man these guys were massive i'm like at the time I was in the air force, you know, so I'm like six, two, two twenty five. I thought I was in good shape. And then these guys come out and they're like, they, they smoke me, man. As far as size go, you know? So I could imagine seeing something 10 foot right. tall. Yeah. Uh, that, that oh mine. man. Yeah. Cause I'm six, two, six, two as well. And they're like, I felt tiny with that road crossing that just really scared me yeah um i guess scared would be the right word i mean i kept driving um i did have terrors every once in a while when i drive down that road i'm like oh man is it gonna jump out you know because i it weirded me out that it ran in front of me right um not super close to me but with the light from the other car it really helped me see the whole thing right um i didn't get to see how wide its shoulders were because of it of the angle but um yeah man I tell you what it did it did do a number on my uh psyche there for a little bit i imagine so and did, did you get any details i didn't even think to ask that i was just blown away at, you got to see one uh, like did, did, was the hair a certain color mm -hmm. certain length were you able to pick all that stuff out oh no i i couldn't see right no not at all okay what I, okay the details that i got were okay it's basically a silhouette so it's been dark for a couple hours Okay. Um, the light's hitting it and I'm hitting it with the light oh, too. Yeah. And it if I say one Mississippi, I mean, it had cleared the road wow. and the road, you know, count, you know, country roads, you know, you have enough room for a couple cars to pass, but there's yeah. no, there, there aren't any shoulders or anything, no stripe lines, right. um, just regular country road. Yeah. Um, but still, I'm not sure how wide that road is. I didn't step it off, but it crossed it one in one second flat. 
Wow. And so the details I have are the head looked small, but yet again, it was, it was way up there close to 12 feet. So I don't know. I don't really think it was small. It looked skinny and tall. And I've heard people say in the South, they look skinny. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a facial um, encounter yet. Okay. Um, face to face. Um, that's, that was my, the extent of my visual was that experience. So that's plenty. Um, it looked kind of long and slender, really, yeah. but I didn't see the width of it, and it just had like, like a round head. It's it was running at like a back fifteen degree angle, probably because it cleared the fence, um, and its arms were straight to its side. I believe probably to conceal itself to the most possible extent. Yeah, but like if you run with your arms out, you're going to show more of your body. So I think it tried to be as flat and as possible as it. <laughs> darted across the road i mean it's kind of humorous really but yeah. it, it was huge oh man i didn't see flowing hair i didn't see anything like that right which is odd because i've heard tales of that it seemed to be short haired on the head but yeah. i didn't i didn't notice any flowing hair yeah um that's all right it was just like a tall silhouette of a human humanoid figure but massively overly big you Massive. know yeah yeah. Wow. See, I would love to have that kind of that kind of sighting. I haven't had any kind of visual sighting of a Sasquatch. Yeah. Uh, I've had some weird stuff, but nothing. I, I want right. That. But I want that. Yeah. In the way you had it. Yeah. I'd like to just right. Go, yeah. See one out the side of the road. You know, wave and keep going. Ooh, yeah. I, I don't want to. Right. That's probably one of the best ways to see it. Yeah, man. <laughs> is when you're in your vehicle, maybe, and you might be able to drive away from it, maybe. Maybe. Oh That's man. True. Okay, I have, yep. uh, and I, I'm sorry that this whole thing has been like uh, I have ADHD or something. Like I'm, I'm bouncing around everywhere, but oh, it's okay. I want to, I want to kick back to something that we said early on, talking about, okay, uh, talking about the Nephilim. Okay, um, but this is something I've been kicking around, and I, I'm really my, I'm starting to settle on this, and I want to see what you thought. Um, do you think there's a connection between these these Nephilim, these you know these giants that were messing with the DNA, and, uh, trying to corrupt God's God's plan, you know the, the human bloodlines, the you know the Adamic bloodline, and aliens of today? And I I ask that because there's you know these abduction stories that you know the Freedom of Information Act they have to come out with. You know, they're releasing this information saying that there's there, right. there are alien abductions there are unexpected pregnancies uh and it just seems to fall in line with the the nephilim agenda to corrupt bloodlines you know um and there's yeah. a there are these celestial beings we can't say what they are they look like lights you know like you know so do angels and demons you know you got, you got the these celestial things flying around yeah. uh, do, do, you, right. do you feel like there's a connection between the nephilim and aliens um is is all of that tied in together too or or is that something you haven't really looked into well no i've thought about it some i definitely have thought about it i've given it quite a bit of thought um you know i used to i used to write aliens off for the longest time but the more I've heard about them, and I've, I've always put it into um, a category in my own mind that 
if there were aliens and spacecraft that they could be some of the very beings that came down or like beings that came down originally to like Mount uh, Hermon and, right. and took the women. Right. I've always thought that if they were trying to, you know, kind of like a dude might try to impress a girl with his, with his sports car or something like that. Right. right. So I would see how they would try to make some sort of craft to where they could come down and really wow them and take, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, to impress them and, and kind of win the heart. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you were onto something there. Uh, I, that's kind of what I think now are the, you know, the aliens of today, are they the same? I think they're probably similar. Yeah. Um, I do think they're spiritual beings. Uh, you know, I think that they're probably like some sort of demonic or satanic, de- uh, of beings. That's all I'm afraid of too. Um, I don't write that off at all. Right. And yes, I guess I would have to say that it probably is kind of connected to the same Nephilim, uh, topic. Right. I think it, it would have to be. I mean, I just, there's so many connections, you know, like, like you said, showing off the vehicles, you know, showing off the sacred sciences, you know, like, look what we can create, you know, right. what we can do. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot of way wilder conspiracy theories out there that even, even those kind of tie into it all. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I see more parallels as time goes on between yeah kind of demonic force and even like the description of ufos versus the description of some of these angels you know uh you know wheels within wheels or covered with eyes you know yeah that, as that could easily describe a spacecraft right. covered in lights you know um spinning and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. what we perceive yeah. now would be perceived a little different then you know it's what what we are exposed to versus what they were exposed to they're they're exposed to something more directly you know they they see these celestial beings we see it and we have to rush off of some kind of scientific yeah. thing you know some kind of man-made craft because our mind doesn't go to the spiritual as quickly or as readily so i don't know man i just yeah i figured out right. what your opinion was yeah no i like that that's a good question I, you know i mean i've actually now that you mentioned it, i've thought about it for a long time i just never really focused on it a lot yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about it for years now. Like I always said that if, you know, UFOs are real, of course I've not seen one personally, but I don't, I mean, I've seen videos of them and it looks pretty believable. Right. Um, you know, they're either one, they're satanic beings or two, they are, you know, the government trying to mess with people <laughs> or, <laughs> right. or they're both, um, you know, right. they're both together, you know, doing one, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, but the longer and the more yeah, I've heard of a lot of other people talk about it um, since then, too. And I, I tend I am starting to lean towards more of the spiritual act, aspect of it, because yeah. uh, I've seen, you know, and I, that's something I haven't talked about uh, with you yet. But um, in that in the region where I saw the had the road crossing, I have I've been out at night and just kind of investigating at night. And I've, I've seen lights, like, like some people call them orb lights. Right. Um, I've seen those. Um, I've even photographed them um, or videoed, videoed them. Right. So I, I believe that what I was seeing was a spirit, was a spiritual being um, to pr- protect the Sasquatch. That's how I translated that. Right. But I guess the point is like there are spiritual beings and they could 
morph into different things, I believe. Um, so like, I mean, sometimes this thing was light, was really bright. Uh, sometimes it was really small. Like the closer it would get to me personally, it would get smaller. Right. Um, but the further away it was, it would be bigger, like the size of an orange. Um, so like, I don't know if it was real timid when it got close to me. Uh, one time, the closest it got to me was like, it was close enough I could, I could hit it, but it really scared me. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch that thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, it is. I mean, I guess the reason I'm talking about that is, you, you know, bringing up the uh, angels and you know, satanic stuff and uh, mm-hmm. UFOs and the ability to to do things that we can't do. Right. Um, I don't think we can discount any of that stuff. Right. And there's definitely a spiritual aspect to all of it. I agree 100%, Travis. I think that everything's connected and everything comes down to spiritual warfare. You know, right. Good versus bad. Yep. Um, there's not a whole right. lot of room for a middleman right now. There's not a lot of gray area left. You know, so right. it's like time to pick a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You're right about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And, you know, I love that you, yep. you brought up the lights because you probably listen to Sasquatch Chronicles, right? Uh, Wes Garmer, his, his podcast. Have you ever listened? Yeah. Yeah. He said, you know, he yeah, had. I've, I've, I started listening to him. Yep. Yeah. Because he, he was talking about how there's a lot of encounters that have these lights. Either the lights are evident before, during, or after, but it's always. You know, he, he's got more and more reports and you just added more validity to all that, you know, because um, we hadn't even mentioned anything yeah. like that. It, it's something that you've experienced. That's, yeah. That trips me out, man. I think you're right that it is something spiritual there. Yeah. Right. So I've heard people, you know, when people are talking on his show and, and I started listening to him back when around 20. 14 after my experience mm-hmm. i got online and started looking around and i i came across this show then and i think it's i, I want to point this out too because i do it a lot when i'm listening to his show um and you know sometimes you know because I, I always try to play in my mind like what does it sound like what does a person sound like um and i know the skeptic will hear them say well i listen to a lot of your shows and so I'm thinking, well, the skeptic's going to say, you've listened to these shows and you know what to say. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, you know, so that's, you know, so I just want to say that. That doesn't mean that someone hasn't had an experience because a lot of people are coming to these places yes. to tell their experience and get it off their chest. Yes. Um, so I hope that made sense. I tried, it probably sounded odd coming out, but no, it's perfect. I, I just wanted to lay that out there because yeah. if somebody has an experience, it doesn't mean that, well, just because they've listened to somebody say it before, they know the right thing to say. No, um, so in my, in my encounter with the light, I did not expect to see that. And I, I know, I don't even know if I've heard because I don't think Wes used to talk about it as much. And the more he talked to them, from what I can recall, he, he had to start talking about it because yes. he had to start saying the weird stuff. Yeah. You know, with him, it, it, it is the same thing with me too. It's like, well, you have this opinion, but it has to change over time because of all the encounters that people are having 
you can't stay where you want it to be. It's like, I couldn't stay in my mind. Like what I saw was seven foot tall. Right. It couldn't stay there. I had to, I had to broaden my, um, my, the horizons of my, um, mind. So hold on a second with my light encounter. Okay. Sorry about that. My buddy just showed up at the door. We're good. <laughs> okay, it's all right. Yeah. So uh, with with my encounter with the light, with the lights, I I had been sitting for over an hour before I saw the light. So what I had done is in this area where I had the road crossing, I saw the road crossing. There was this property that I could go to, and so I I had seen some trails. What I thought were trails through this property that looked like something you know fairly large would come through right and in texas we don't have any elephants or anything like that <laughs> that would make these trails and so um i was like okay i could you could just almost blur your eyes and see these trails like okay something doesn't go here but obviously something comes through here and so i i found a spot and i was just sitting quiet for over an hour waiting to see wow. if i could see something cross it and that's when i saw the light and the light it had this flash pattern to it so it wasn't just like a light it was a flash it was like giving a signal so it flashed twice it had a brief pause and three flashes so a total of five and it did that and it moved one direction and as soon as it ended that right where it ended it immediately started from where it started from so it was like it stopped and then it was already back where it started from and it did that same pattern going the other direction and then a few seconds later, it did the same pattern, but it stayed um, still wow. in, the, in the same spot. And so after it did that, I heard what sounded like uh, like some sort of a vocal, like an owl call, but it didn't sound like an owl. You know what I'm, does that make sense? It's like okay. a, it almost sounded like something mimicking an owl in the forest. So I, where, where I was seeing this was in a field area and there was a forest to my left and one down lower and one to my right. So after that owl call, I heard like a branch snapping down lower in the forest. And so I immediately had the thought was, my thought was, okay, I'm waiting to see something cross, but something else has warned what I'm waiting to see that I am there. Yep. And, and they responded to each other after the light, you know, kind of cued them in of my presence. So at that point I was like, okay, well, the, that really, it weirded me out. I did not expect to see a light, but it was so cool at the same time. Yeah, man. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just saw what I saw. And then after hearing the response at, from the lights, my thought was I might as well leave because I'm not going to see anything because something's giving them a, the idea that I'm here. And so that's kind of not fair, right? I've been hiding real still for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of that messed me up there. You know, this is this is awesome because I didn't expect you know a story like this, and I've never heard it explained in such a way that you know I, I've heard a lot of people talk about lights. I've heard a lot of people talk about you know a certain number of taps means a certain number of things and this and that. But I think yeah, I think you're you're you got to be spot on, man. This this light is it's a visual they can have, and it kind of goes out in like a scout to yeah to watch out for them. So it can shoot the signal. That's that's genius. I I love that. Yeah. I think that's 
man, you're yeah. blowing my mind. <laughs> I've seen, seen it work a different way since then too. Um, it hasn't done the flash pattern anymore when I'm around, but it'll do more of a floating through the forest. Um, and it's, man, I've even pulled out a, a, like a night, a forest flare, like a night vision. Yeah. And it, man, I tell you what, when I did that, the lights went nuts. They came right up close to me. And I think it, it might have even messed with the actual product, the uh, device. Really? Um, yeah, it was, it kind of, it kind of didn't like that. It did not like that. So um, to me, that just tells me it's a spiritual protection. And I think it goes back to, and I know we've gone a long way from the giants, but, or maybe, you know, maybe we haven't, but maybe we're kind of <laughs> still the same topic, but yeah. Um, I think that spiritual aspect has happened a lot to people, whether it's like a flashlight just going dead on them, like the batteries were good. The batteries are all of a sudden not good and their light stops working. Um, I've had weird stuff too when I've been hiking out where I felt like this, I felt confused yep. and like, um, and it was right after I heard some weird rock tapping and there wasn't anything there. So I went over to look. Um, and I got real confused after that. Like, wait, how did I get to where I'm at? And so I really had to pray and get myself out because I've heard that, because <laughs> I hike alone. Right. I, don't, I don't really hike with anybody. So, yeah, me too. Um, but I had to pray because I was like, well, maybe the spiritual force is messing with me. Yeah. And so I got my bearings back. But I guess the point is that they, they definitely do seem to be attached or, or around the Sasquatch. Yes. Um, and I've had them, like I say, and sometimes they're bright. I've noticed more recently if I see it, it's very dim. Um, almost. And I think when it's like that, um, I almost catch it on video and not see it with my eye. If I'm looking away, but it'd be real dim. Um, when it's real bright, it seems to be more focused on me and less on them, like to intimidate me. Yeah. Um, I've had it come at me and then go through the forest and then fly way up above the canopy of the trees towards me and then you know drop and then all of a sudden it'll be over to the left it's it's super fast and weird um i've never been afraid of it really but too much well see that's but fascinating. i respect it i don't ever <laughs> i never go after it right it's fascinating that you know if, if it looks right at you that means it's got there's a backside to it you know if it's brighter looking at you or focused on you or whatever you know yeah and it's up it's definitely got some intelligence yeah. You know, if it, it's moving on in, in this manner and it's right. doing these things for a purpose. And the fact that it yeah. doesn't scare you, um, why do you think that is? You think it's because it's it's not bad or because, you know, you know, you're you're a child of God, you're safe. Yeah, I think that's I think you have it right there um, that I'm, I know that I, I always pray before I'm around an area like that. Um, and if I feel fear, I pray yeah. about it. So, um I think that's probably, and I think I do, from what I can tell is, I don't know if it's a, a good or bad spirit. I think it has a job and I believe its job is to protect um, the Sasquatch there. And so as long as I'm not doing anything, just um, maybe staying on the trail. I usually just stay put kind of in the area, not hiking around too much right? because it's night. Um, but I, I respect it. Right? You know what I mean? I, I respect the area. And um, so I guess that's why I don't feel too much 
uh, fear, but I, I'm not saying I don't feel afraid. I mean, there's some level of uh, apprehension or fear, but it's not overwhelming. Right. Um, I just, I, I respect it. Man. Never chase after it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, there's, there's warnings from old legends that say, don't follow, don't follow the lights in the forest. Right. You're right. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I would definitely uh, recommend not ever, if you see them, don't ever go towards them. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can be curious and look at them, but uh, just don't, you know, don't do something stupid. Right. <laughs> go after it. Uh -oh. oh man. Well, Travis, is there anything else that we want to, that we want to hit on that we didn't get to cover? Cause it's a, uh, I get up early in the mornings. I don't want to keep you up too late either. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I think we covered a whole lot of uh, ground. Yeah. Um, in regards to giants, prehistoric giants, um, where they came from, um, from the Middle East, the biblical land, spreading all. Actually, I think they spread to every area of the land. I've, I've discovered them in Japan. Wow. Um, and I honestly believe that's one reason they built the Great Wall of China. They said these nomadic people were coming through the land. Um, and so if you look at the Great Wall of China, uh, it kind of ends and it kind of forces the forces, the, the um, inhabitants that were trying to cross the wall in towards um, the areas of Japan and the Koreas. Um, and you have, I've come across giants buried there. There's megalithic structures there. I never considered that. That's so cool. So they went all over. They really, they really went all over. And they might have they might have come to the U.S. from different directions, right? They because they there are a lot of them that I find um, in California, and they're all over the East Coast, the Central. They're all over, really. Um, they've been found in Mexico. They've been found in Canada. I have a count where I think there's like 200 that were discovered in Ontario of prehistoric giants there in mounds, mound builders up there. Wow. So, I guess just to recap, they were a group of culture of mount, a mound building culture that just inhabited and went across the whole world different directions but they kept that same tradition um up until i believe around the time of christ after christ something changed there and that's where you have a lot of um like be it the anasazi uh different different uh areas around the world where the civilization just kind of came to a halt the pre-inca people the the aztec the pre-aztec people it just kind of stopped and you have these giants that are found in mexico that are probably linked to the pre-aztecs um legend says that fire fell from heaven and killed some of them wow so you have all this all these legends and i think there's truth to it I so Wow. Yeah, but I think we covered a lot of good ground. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And if you if you would do me the honor of coming back on again sometime, I know I took us down some rabbit holes, but sure. I will try to stay focused next time. That's okay, man. <laughs> oh, man. I enjoyed it. It uh, was good. I have absolutely good loved stuff. talking to you, Travis. Um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll holler at you on Instagram later. I got some – I'll probably have some more questions for you, man, because you're a wealth of knowledge. You're a true expert in this field, and I – I just really appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate the kind words. Hey, thank you, buddy. You have a good yeah. night. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on, be on with you. Okay, hey, you too. You. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Take thank care. You. God bless. God bless.
All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, you got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to the bumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to the bumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.
place in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart this could help lead you closer to God to, to let Jesus Christ save you and it goes like this Heavenly Father I come to you from the depths of my heart realizing that I have sinned I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen. Amen.